Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spin the Script, the podcast that focuses on deconstructing the scripts that society has written for us uh, with anything ranging from pop culture, from society, from you know, social issues and everything in between. This podcast is a salad bowl of things that um, that we want to talk about. And so thank you guys so much for uh, entering, coming in, ready to write your new script. Um, this is a solo episode today. Um, and I'm sorry, I do have to apologize. Like, I apologize that this is coming to you guys a little late. Like, usually I try to post at the beginning of the week, like a, a Monday or Tuesday vibe. Um, and, we'll, we'll, you know, we're going to get back into the routine. But as a lot of you know, and as I've shared on this podcast, I am a, I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher and I've spent uh, the last, you know, few weeks on my spring break, which has been amazing. It's been so nice to, you know, kind of get that much needed rest and rejuvenation and like all the things that start with R, respect. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've always been, resp- I've always been, felt respect. Um, but it's one of those things that it was, it was much needed. And that's kind of the, that's kind of been the, um, something that's, I've been thinking about this, uh, this week. It's my first week back. Um, it's been great. You know, I do feel a lot more energized, all the things, but something I wanted to talk about with you guys this week is, teacher fatigue you know teacher fatigue is such a real thing and I don't think it is talked about enough and I think that you know I think that we spend so much time thinking that uh, I mean do I go in do I like lead us in let's backtrack a little bit all right pre-pandemic pre-pandemic you know we're like teachers are doing the lord's work you know teachers are like we feel like we need to give it all into the classroom, feeling we need to like throw everything into the classroom, be these superheroes, be these, you know, be all these people to educate. And I love that part. You know, I love socializing with, you know, students and getting their takes on things. I love that. That's my jam. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. But I do have to say, I do have to say, at some point in the, you know, in a normal year, you get tired, you get burnt out, but you you get that that what's it what's 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 it called that like when you're flatlining in a hospital and like you get like that was an awful like that was an awful like depiction of that but you know what i'm talking about that's why i'm not in medical school that's why i'm a teacher i teach english you know what i mean like i i I teach you how to analyze i'm not not gonna teach you like the cells i'm not gonna teach you like you know biology and chemistry i barely passed those courses i don't know how as a freshman i thought i could take honors bio I passed, like, don't get me wrong, like, I did my thing, you know, I did my due diligence, so much confidence, and I thought I could do chemistry, oh my goodness, chemistry honors was just over my head, and I'm pretty sure I talked about this in this pod, but I won't get too into it, um, so, you know, you're doing the thing, you're like, you know, you're giving your all, and then a pandemic hits, and then you just have to take a pause, you know, you have to take a pause, you have to look inward, When it comes to being a teacher and like you have to completely adapt your entire pedagogical approach to teaching and teach remotely and teach on a Zoom, teach on a Google Cloud, whatever the case may be, you you, you have to adapt to that. And that's for those that aren't a teacher, it requires so much mental energy and so much 
pressure, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, your main goal is you want to be a teacher. Your main goal is you want to educate, you know, you want to educate your students. You want them to take away from your class. Imagine doing that and, you know, teaching a class full of, you know, 15 kids where um, all of their cameras are off. They're online, they're listening to you, but there's no reciprocation. And so I would, you know, I, I'm such an animated person, so I would sit in sit in our, you know, my small apartment, teaching remotely and teach, you know, trying to give the energy and try. I had zero energy, you know, but trying to give that energy to the students whose cameras are off, to the students that you just don't see, you don't see their reaction, you don't. There's no interaction, and so for me, I was fortunate enough. I only had to, um, I only had to do remote learning for. A few months. Um, I spent majority of this past school year in person, but I think, I think there's this misconception in America. There's this misconception in, you know, just in general that like teachers. I'm like, yeah, okay, like you're, it's whatever. Like you're doing the thing. But it's like, well, you you don't understand. Like we're doing so much when it comes to trying to educate and trying to teach, teach these kids, trying to teach individuals. Like our energy isn't spent worrying about how we feel in our day-to-day. Our energy is spent making sure that we are 100% there for our for our students, 100% there to make sure that they're either learning or, especially during this last year, making sure that they feel emotionally supportive, supported. And I think a lot of non-teachers, you know, I think a lot of them don't understand this concept of teacher fatigue. And teacher fatigue is actually a really dangerous and scary, you know, it's a scary thing. It's 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 not healthy. You know, you're so tired. You're so tired, like, every single day because you're giving everything that you have to these students. And then you approach, you know, you know, January, February, like, all these where you just don't get a break for weeks on end. And it's, it's tiring, and it's tiring for the teacher's like myself that are in person and it's tiring for the teachers that are online. I remember the days of teaching on a computer screen. That's t- that's a whole different demon. That's a whole different demon. And I I am going to have someone come on the podcast that's going to talk about what it was like teaching for a full year on a computer screen because I think that's a very interesting topic, but I'm not going to talk about that because I, that that's not my journey. That's not my story um to give. I, I didn't experience that. I experienced online and then in person. And I got to say, there's no like, there's no winner here. You know, like I'm not doing better because I've been in person mostly because the other, like there's no, like we're all struggling. And so I think the the frustrating thing that a lot of people don't understand and a lot of people that aren't in education realize how much we actually do give in, like even pre-pandemic, there was so much that we do and give to our students and so much we do and give for the school we're at, you know, and I think a lot of there's so there's this huge misconception like, you know, in the past you'd see teacher strikes and people would be mad at the teachers for striking. It's like, no, they're striking because there's actually inequalities and they're being asked to do a million things that they weren't they didn't initially sign up for, but they're being asked to do all these things for little pay, little time off, like whatever the case may be, 
each strike kind of had its own thing and it it would always frustrate me it always frustrate me pre-pandemic when i would see the criticism when it came to teachers um but post-pandemic it was it got to a point where we're all have the opportunity to look inward we all have the opportunity to really think about like really think about like who we are really think about um you know like what we're putting into the world and teachers put in a lot and i think non-educators really just judge just judge that and they don't understand that teacher fatigue is a thing that happens every single year but especially this year like i want to emphasize especially this year teacher fatigue is a real thing and it is very hard to you know wake up at whatever time you wake up for me it's 5:30 you know i wake up at 5:30 i get home around f- legit 5:30 it's like a 12 hour day you know and you're you spend majority of that time with you know with students with you know giving everything to making sure that they're engaged making sure that they're emotionally supported and all these things and you know the the critics will be like well that's you chose that profession it's like okay i chose that profession but i also feel the need to be validated and the most validation i ever get is in talking to other fellow teachers who are like no we're tired like we're tired and we're being you know we're being told to like give it 100% you know like give it 100% and it it it's ca- you know it's caused some insecurity and doubt in me to be to feel like am i a good teacher like i don't you know some days i wake up and i'm like i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to go and it's not because i don't love teaching it's not because i don't love my students i just like i physically am exhausted i'm emotionally drained i don't know if i can do this and i am not alone in thinking that i am not alone in feeling that and i know a lot of teachers that do feel that and it honestly validates me so much cuz it's like it gets to the point where you you know you start to think about like imposter syndrome you start to think about like oh am i just have i just been faking it this entire time am i actually not good at doing this because i don't want to do this today because i'm tired because i'm exhausted because i feel like i've been exuding all this energy and haven't got, you know and it's so scary and it's it's a dangerous and it's a scary rabbit hole but i'm here to enlighten my fellow teachers that are listening to let you know that you're not the only one that's feeling this way right a lot of us are feeling this way but also to educate and normalize this idea of teacher fatigue to people that aren't educators the people that aren't in the classroom you know constantly every single day and that's you know and I'm the reason why I'm talking about this is cuz because that's the reason why it's it's taken me a long time to, it took me like a minute to record an episode this week cuz I'm just I'm tired you know I get home I'm exhausted I get home I'm just I'm I'm beat you know it's it, it's a lot it's a lot to get back into the routine and I'm validated in the fact that a lot of my fellow coworkers past coworkers feel the exact same way and we need to normalize that. We need to get to a point where we can actually feel comfortable cuz you know, you could have the argument it's like you chose to be a teacher, so why are you complaining? It's like, okay, doctors choose to be doctors. They still have stressful days. They still have to deal with being on call 24/7. They still have to deal with that. And they're allowed they're allowed to complain. You know, we're allowed to complain about the things that are frustrating us, about the things that are keeping us up at night, about why we are just so tired. And I think COVID really 
opened my eyes and I think opened a lot of people's eyes about the fact that like we need to make sure that we're taking care of our personal selves. We need to make sure that we're taking care of our inner happiness because once you do that, I'm going to be a way better educator. I'm going to be a way better friend. I'm going to be a way better, you know, X, Y, and Z to the next person. So in order for us to get to that point, we also need to normalize the fact that, yeah, (laughs) I'm tired. (laughs) You know, it's exhausting. It's a hard job. Teachers do a lot, whether you've been remote this entire year, whether you've, you know, been hybrid, like we've been doing so much, like the amount of things that teachers have done this year to not only educate, but we've also served as a lot of emotional support to a lot of these kids, you know, that just are stuck at home. Like some kids have been stuck at home since last March. And now that we're like, you know, seeing a light at the end of the tunnel, I thought it was appropriate to talk about like the past, like what we had to actually go through throughout this entire year to get here. Um, And so that's my, that's my spiel. That's my spiel. This, uh, this episode, it's going to be, it's going to be a quick one, but I wanted to, I wanted to talk about teacher fatigue and I'm going to have more more teachers come on and talk about like what their experiences and all that stuff. But I thought it was important for me to just initially address it and let you know that this is something that's happening. You know, this is something that is, that is, it's hard. It's hard for teachers. It's hard for teachers, whether you're remote, whether you're in person, whatever the case may be. Um, it's very, it's very much hard. It's a hard and it's a real thing. And I'm validating my fellow teachers that are listening. And I hope people that aren't in education, just give, give your teacher friends, give your, you know, the people that you know that are teachers, uh, give them a break. <laughs> Cause we've been going through a lot. We've been going through a lot. Um, so that's my spiel. Yeah, it's a quick episode. Uh, let's get into some hot takes, though. I have two uh, fan hot takes that we're going to get into. So let's do it. All right, so let's get into some hot takes this week. So I have two uh, fan-requested hot takes, which always makes me happy. So if you're new to the podcast, Hot Takes is a segment of the podcast where uh, we get uh, hot takes, either from me, from my guests. Most of them are, like, fan-requested. Anything going on in pop culture, anything going on in the news, the media, like, whatever the case may be, it's hot takes. Uh, So I have two this week. So the first one is... If you recall last week's episode, I recommended you guys watch the Demi Lovato documentary, um, Dancing in the Dark. Amazing, still amazing. Uh, But in the last episode, she revealed that she was California sober, which kind of rose an eyebrow to people. Uh, California sober essentially means that she still indulges in alcohol and marijuana but she doesn't do any of the hard stuff that she was doing before the heroin the meth all those things um so there's a lot of controversy over this so it's like well is she sober is she not here's my hot take on that i do not suffer from an addiction problem i do not suffer from you know any sort of illness like that so i i'm i'm only speaking my opinion at this moment but that being you know, I will say that I do think recovery is very much individualized. As much as mental health is very much individualized, I do think recovery is individualized. You know, I've heard the saying, you got to go warm turkey versus cold turkey because, you know, it'll sustain itself. Whatever works for you, I think is what works for you. And if Demi Lovato feels, you know, feels like this is the method that 
she needs to go about in her recovery journey. I'm 100 percent supportive of that. Like like I said last week, the documentary is so raw, it's so real, it's so vivid, it's all of these things. So if she if she feels comfortable, if she, obviously she feels comfortable enough to tell the world, you know, her recovery process, but I do think that recovery is so similar to mental illness, we're so similar to you know, th- you know, all these things that we suffer from, and it's so individualized. Like that might not work for someone else in her AA meetings that is struggling through alcoholism. You know, like that that v- version of sobriety might not work for them, but it might work for her. You know, and so maybe, like I said, I'm not going to question or judge someone's journey when it comes to recovery. I think that if it works for her. If that's what she needs, if that's if she's able to do that, if you know, if like I am a hundred percent behind her, if she relapses, I am a hundred percent behind her as well. You know, if this is a negative, like that, it, it's not up for me. It's her journey. It's her recovery journey. And so, if that is what is, you know, it's all individualized. If that's what she wants, then I am I am behind Demi Lovato in that sense. Okay, the next hot take is something that's been occurring recently. It's like when Facebook and inter- Instagram goes down, what do you do? Um, here's my thing. I think we've become a society that's been so, uh, right? It's been so fixated on like social media and Instagram and Twitter and like all these things. And it's like, why? Why are we so reliant on them? Why are we so reliant on social media so much to entertain? And I'm not here sitting like standing on a soapbox and acting like, oh, I don't do that. No, I do that all constantly. Because I too was one of those people that was freaking out. I was like, oh my God. Like Instagram's down. Is Facebook down? Facebook's down. What about Twitter? Twitter's always hop, hot and popping, which I'm like, who's controlling that, right? I thought they all had the same company. But no, Twitter's always like up and about, like doing its thing. I'm like, mm, okay. There's a lot of words on Twitter, you know? Like, I, I like it. It's quick. It's a quick wit. There's a lot of words on Twitter. I love an Instagram. I love a photo. I love a quick caption. I love that. Facebook, Facebook is like losing me, like hardcore. I'm like, oh, do I need another BuzzFeed article shared and like someone commenting like, read this. I'm like, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, we, we all our moms are on Facebook, so we keep it to like, you know, make sure that they're, they feel welcome and all that stuff, so... But I think we've become so reliant on so reliant on social media. So like when these sites go down, I love I honestly do love hopping on Twitter and seeing the like savage, the rampant like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? I'm like, I don't know. Pick up a book. You know what I mean? Like turn on Bravo, like do something, do something else that isn't on your phone, that isn't focused on social media, like do something else, do better. That's my, that's my advice. That's my hot take. It, when Instagram and Facebook goes down and you freak out, do better. Do better. All right. So that, God, it's a, it's a quick one, but it's a hot one, right? Uh, all right. So let's get into this week's media recommendation. We're going to keep it light this week. So here's uh, the media recommendation of the week. So this week's media recommendation, and if you are new to the podcast, uh, I give every episode, I give a media recommendation. It could be a podcast, it could be a book, it could be a a TV show, it could be a movie, documentary, like whatever the case, whatever it is that, you know, I try to give a recommendation. So this week, um, I thought I wanted to keep it light. I felt like the subject was very heavy, was very raw, was very real. 
um, any other R words, you know, pull up a thesaurus, like you will figure it out. Um, so I wanted to do something that was, that's fun. Because uh, I really, I really love this TV show. So the TV show that I want to recommend and you guys watch uh, is called Teachers. It is a it is a sitcom that airs on that aired. Unfortunately, it's over, but it aired on TV Land. It had um, it had three seasons. Um, but the premise is, you know, I'm going to read the premise for you. It says the series follows the lives, interactions, and challenges of six female teachers at a fictional elementary school in sub uh, suburban Chicago. And the reason why I want to uh, recommend this is because obviously the subject line is teacher fatigue, but this is such a funny show. Even if you aren't a teacher, you're going to take away from this. This honestly goes into some of the obviously exaggerated, but this goes into some of the day-to-day things that teachers have to deal with when it comes to dealing with children, with students, with parents, with the board, with, you know, other teachers. Like it does such a funny way of showing and depicting that and i think that in these times when we're all so close we're all so ready to get back to normalcy to get back to life as it was pre-pandemic so we all need some sort of some some, something to watch and so i'm recommending this because i think it's it's such a funny it's such a funny show it's a funny thing to like pass the time and especially if you are a teacher and i'm speaking to my teacher listeners if you are a teacher you will love this TV show because it is so funny. You will relate to it on levels you didn't even know you could. So go to Hulu, go to TVLand.com. I'm not sure necessarily where it's streaming, uh, but uh, go watch the show. Teachers, uh, this television series on TVLand. Yeah, so I wanted to keep it light at the end. I wanted to recommend something that was more fun. But um, yeah, that's that's going to do it for the this week's episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening and really learning a little bit more about teacher fatigue. Like I said, this is a topic that we're going to, you know, get into more in depth in various different fashions with some guests that I'm going to have on. But I hope you guys enjoyed just like getting introduced to that idea and go give your fellow teacher friends a hug or just let them know that you care about them because they're gonna they're gonna love it uh be sure to rate me on instagram be sure to follow the podcast on um instagram at at spin the script uh rate us on itunes all the things all the things and share please share you guys are doing an amazing job sharing let's keep sharing it let's keep spinning the script together let's keep making this podcast grow and it it has grown i have amazing collaborators coming on uh so it's gonna be amazing uh but yeah that's gonna do it for this week's episode bye